Hi, I'm Ginger. And I'm lovely assistant Robin. And this is the next episode of the Keto UK podcast. Yeah, I thought for this episode we could talk about something that I don't know, it would probably take quite a lot of research to do a proper video on, but it's something that I kind of notice looking around, uh, especially because we travel by public transport everywhere that we go. And uh, what we've kind of recently found when uh, looking into donating to food banks for Christmas. And it's how much, uh, well, it's come out a lot in, the re in uh, news stories, but just how much uh, poor health is related to the poor quality food that people in poverty are forced to eat because they can't really afford to eat anything else. It reminds me a lot of one of the segments in the Magic Pill with the native tribe in Australia that started to have diabetes and metabolism problem the moment that white uh, people brought in sugar and flour and basically based everything on sugar, flour and vegetable oil. Yeah, essentially. Like the point that I made in the carnivore diet video, uh, that everything that's come out over the last 50 years that uh, food companies have declared as being healthier for us have always been things that have made it cheap up. Uh, I think like the big one is always, like there was cereal, obviously is the, one of the biggest pushes towards carbohydrates instead of protein and fat in the last hundred years was Mr. Kellogg. Yes. Uh, who not only believed that carbohydrates would be uh, healthier for you, but would keep you away from sin. Literally because they are so bland that they shouldn't inspire yeah. you to search. There's, there's no for... decadence, there's no temptation. <laughs> uh, and so yeah, cereal becomes like one of the, the staples of the Western diet. And fair enough, it is very cheap. Like, I, wanted, I, I can't remember the last time I bought a box of cereal, yeah, but like cornflakes being the simplest, you can get what, a 500 gram box of that. And that's gonna be a couple quid and last months. Well, maybe not. It'll last a good few weeks uh, because all you need is a bowl of milk as opposed to having eggs, bacon, sausage, beans, toast, maybe. I am always shocked when I look at the price still to this day of a kilo of regular flour, white flour, self-raising flour, and a kilo of rice yeah. and how long it can technically feed a family when you instead compare it to almond flour which tends to cost 20 times as much per kilo yeah. as regular flour and we don't quite have rice but if we go for cauliflower then a head of cauliflower which tends to be alpha kilo is around a pound once yeah. a kilo of rice is less much less than a pound these days um, what it tends to come down to is things that will help preserve food mm. uh, so anything that can be frozen or stored in a cupboard for a long time those are the ones that tend to have that like massive ingredients list yeah. and everything that's been put in it is just designed to keep it stable at room temperature or uh, room temperature or in the fridge or in the freezer uh, so it lasts longer and therefore can be sold cheaper uh, and that's kind of the issue we ran into with the uh, food banks yeah. is they can't have anything that's perishable so all the meats needs to be tinned yeah. uh, maybe they'll have some fresh veg but like then some food banks they're only open one day of the week. Yes. So if you send them to something, send them a bunch of stuff the day after, uh, like the first day when they're closed, then by next week, 
everything's ruined. Yeah, they tend to have uh, a very specific list, thankfully. So if you if you have a food bank uh, in the city that you're in, especially here in the UK, because that's the one that we actually looked into, there are food trusts that if you go on the website of the ones in your city, they will tell you what are the things that they have plenty of at the moment, so you, you don't need to bring, and things that instead are tendentially emergency stuff that yeah. they need, and that uh, despite the general idea of it's just thin foods, it's always really useful to go and take a look of the list that they provide you so that you can make sure that your donations actually make a difference. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the, one of the huge problems with vegetable oils, just straight vegetable oils, polyunsaturated fats, is that they spoil quicker. They do, don't they? They do spoil. Uh, and so that's when we had hydrogenated vegetable oils to come in, the trans fats, uh, because trans fats would last longer, they wouldn't degrade, but they'd also be solid at room temperature, which meant that they then became a replacement for butter, lard, tallow. And even though in the UK, it's much more easy to notice the trends. So we, during the 90s, everything I had as a child was filled with trans fats and hydrogenated vegetable oils. Uh, but we kind of, we moved away from that uh, quite quickly. They already are no longer here in the UK, whilst in the US, as much as they've been made uh, illegal, basically, they are still gonna be around food until 2023, I think. Something like that. I remember when uh, Denmark had banned trans fats, but they were still producing, they were still making products that they were selling into the UK. So it's like, it's not good for you, it's illegal for you, but you're happy to sell it to yeah. us. It's like, oh, well, if the UK wants to buy it, they can have it. And I think that was for products going into Lidl. The, the, the main issue for that, uh, uh, I, I discovered it myself uh, in, uh, in my biosciences course this year, is that when we make something artificial like trans fats, nothing in our body thought about uh, making the enzyme that will be yeah. needed to break it. So what was the Olesta? Yes. Uh, the weird weird oil that they used in chips and uh, crisps uh, to make them crisper, which worked for that, but then people had a lot of GI tract issues. And that was because they discovered we don't make an enzyme that cuts uh, the tail of the fatty acids when it's made that way, because it's not a saturated fat, so you will not go for the lipase for that. Yeah. And yeah, it's really, really creepy stuff. And yeah, now what we have in the now what we have in the UK is we moved away from trans fats and everything now is palm oil. Which, uh, fair enough, we have looked into palm oil and I guess, unfortunately, it's not that bad. It's nowhere near as bad as vegetable oils yes. and it's definitely nowhere near as bad as trans fats. There is a, a, a misleading perception of palm oil, the palm fruit oil versus the palm kernel oil. Yes. And we found that the palm fruit, the orange one, it's not, it's not good for the environment, don't get it. It's very hard to source that when it's actually sustainable. So just in case, it's better not to have palm oil. Um, and uh, in the ingredients list, it's never quite specified. If it's Sometimes, palm it, I kernel. think it is in this country. If it is amazing, make sure that it's palm fruit rather than kernel, because those are still high in well, it's, it's, it's listed in it, it, palm oil, just palm oil, it, then it's the fruit. Uh, it says palm kernel oil. But one of them is high in LCT, palmitic acid, and then I believe the palm kernel oil, which is the more liquid one, that's the, that one's more MCT. Yeah. I mean, at the very least, it's still not as bad as it's still going to be in America for the next three years. So American friends, please be always careful and read the ingredients list and make sure that you don't have trans fats there, because unfortunately, 
much as they made it illegal, you still have it in food. It shouldn't, it shouldn't yeah. be the case. I mean, the biggest fault for this country is that we actually have quite a high takeaway culture. Oh God, yes. Like takeaway is something that you have every weekend. And I think we've seen it on a few kind of documentaries on like families that live in the valleys of Wales. Yes. So those who live in poor communities tend to spend quite a lot of their money on fast food because it's they might be they might be working uh, quite a lot yeah. so it's something quick that they can have or they just don't understand how to cook and all the ingredients that are put into especially for the big companies like McDonald's like everything in there is designed to make it more addictive there's sugar in palatable, the bread also palatable yeah I think one of the things that was mostly impressive throughout the rare but present carb experiment that we've done during the last years was that nothing is as bad uh, to even a healthy metabolism like yours uh, not pizza not anything is as bad as having mcdonald's yeah mcdonald's is the first time that my blood glucose has spiked to anything over six i think it was eight yeah, something it was some, eight. which if you think about it i think what we had there was mainly the burgers yeah there were fries, fries by all means but Obviously, uh, we didn't have full-fat coke. We still had diet yeah, coke. Yeah, no, exactly. We, we, even if we have carbs, we always at least keep the diet. Uh, not to just add sugar that wouldn't be needed for. And it's impressive because at times we've had pizza, so it's it's proper pure carbs. Yeah. Uh, so that is uh, is starch that gets metabolized as glucose. And then there is not so much. Or there shouldn't be as much uh, in uh, in McDonald's because there's at least the beef. But because the beef is kept together by vegetable oils, there are vegetable oils in the buns. Yeah. There are vegetable oils. I think it's either canola or peanut where the fries are fried into. And the way that it makes you super insulin resistant the bad way, it, it brought your glucose to levels that I didn't know you were able to yeah. go to. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> so it is problematic because it's cheap, it's tasty, it's handy to just grab around because if you live in a poor community and you still work like 14 hours a day to just be able to drag by basically to pull through of course then you don't want to go to the shop to Tesco even to get fresh food to spend another hour cooking. No, you buy rice, you buy like the five kilogram bag of pasta I mean if you can even afford to buy in bulk exactly. to save money that way or you go buy the takeaway yeah. and you're gonna spend five quid there, you're gonna have a full meal, but the consequences will well, show in time. I mean, chips, fish and chip shops, chips, yeah. the battered fish is actually expensive because we're depleting the population in the seas around us. Uh, but like a battered sausage and uh, just fried chips in this country, like you get a lot of chips yeah. for your money there. And uh, yeah, it's, they're all fried in vegetable oil, so it's just starch and vegetable oil. And the one thing that I've been noticing lately is I can see inflammation on people, like just on the bus. Is like it they the just, red? They, yeah, they got the red skin. Uh, you can see like the the veins, like the capillaries are bursting around the eyes and around the nose. And you just think they must feel awful. There is a problematic picture that I've posted on Instagram within the last year. If I find it, I will put it here, where you see me at the same weight. I have the same weight in those two pictures and those pictures are like 13 years apart and you can tell that it's a very different uh, health situation for yeah. the both pictures and in the first one which I think was 2006 uh, the way that uh, edema is in me everywhere even being the same weight uh, I had more of a belly my face was actually round yeah. I was always red and that's exactly the constant underlying inflammation that is gonna be there if you have 
carbs, high glucose, high insulin, vegetable oils. And ironically, whether you lose weight or you have a harder time losing weight like me on keto, when you actually do keto, it's the thing that bugs me because at this point I am trying to achieve weight loss for vanity purposes mm -hmm. because every time that I go to the doctors, they do my blood works and they are telling me stuff like, I wish my other patients had those values. Yeah. I was like, but they don't have my BMI values and I bet you wouldn't tell them. So so it's very, it's very conflicting for me at this point. But it is impressive to see that regardless of the popularity of the weight loss side, it will bring health to you whether you like it or not. <laughs> One of the clearest signs of my point on uh, health and poverty and how I think diet plays an important part in that is Boris Johnson's constituency, uh, Uxbridge and South Ricelip. So I think Uxbridge is the, the poorer side of it, isn't it? Because basically there's a railway line that yes. runs through that constituency and you have Uxbridge in the south. Uh, well, and you, have, you have Uxbridge, which is a much lower economic area. Uh, and then you have South Ricelip, which is a very affluent area. There's a five-year dif five-year difference in life expectancy depending on which side of the oh, railway yeah. line you live. And if you go to Uxbridge when you get off of the train, you're met with takeaway, 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 takeaway. The high street's made of takeaways. There is still something weird at the back of my head that is telling me that things uh, to worry about is the fact that the takeaways are not put into newspaper anymore or <laughs> vegetable oil, but. I mean, one focuses on the, their own problems, and uh, I guess that's a problem for some people. For me, the problem is much more the vegetable oils. I wish I paid more attention to that in my first years of keto. I think just the last year, we've actually been very careful in understanding the way that they affect us. And the more we understood, the more it got even more scary than carbs, actually. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's the thing. We might have to do a video specifically about that. I guess, yeah, trying to come up with what is the most cost-effective uh, healthy diet that we can think of that just avoids all of those things that make food cheaper or at least make them cheaper because they last longer so you can just kind of keep going to them rather mm. than uh, you have to eat them before they rot kind of thing. I mean in total fairness I think the first uh, staple food to this day in our house is still eggs. You can get those remarkably cheap. And that uh, I mean yes there is a slight difference between cage and organic and free-range. Organic eggs don't mean anything in this country. It's an unprotected term. I, that, that I was going there. For America it doesn't make a difference. It's in a pasture so fair enough. But it's uh, it's you know what, at the end of the day, it is nutritious. It's, like, it's gonna have slightly less vitamin D if it's caged rather than free range, but the, the level of, to which it brings fats and essential proteins to you, that's amazing. You can get them remarkably cheap at your like, local farmer's market. Another thing that uh, uh, it's, it's useful to do and not just to grab, if anybody has time to do it like once a week, and so the infamous sort of meal prep, like yeah. you don't necessarily cook it, but take like, uh, the good kind of meals that Lidl sells, which is the cheapest you can find around. Yeah. And they sell you like 750 grams for two pounds, maybe not even. Two pounds 70. And it's the good 25% fat, so the properly nutritious one, which because it's high in fat, it's the cheapest that they have because now low fat is a premium. So that's yeah. what it stays that way. You get that, it's 750 grams. You easily make six burgers out of that if you just simply add any kind of herb or spice that you like. You add one egg for binding, you make them into patties and you freeze them. And then you bring them out whenever you want to make them, you fry them or you make them in the air fryer or you make them in the oven. 
and that's still burgers and they have no fillers and you've had six for two quid. And beef fat is one of the best fats that you can have. Beef fat is absolutely the best fat that you can have. That's also one thing. I Butter is. Hmm? I was gonna end it there. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough.